Internet Studios World Headquarters in Spring, Texas. It's Barry on Deck, hosted by former ESPN Houston radio host and stand-up comedian Barry Laminat, starring Oliver the Cat. Written by Barry Laminat. Produced by Barry Laminat. Directed by, you guessed it, Barry Laminat. Featuring sports, entertainment, special guests, film sessions, and some drinking. Okay, a lot of drinking. Viewer discretion is advised. And now, here's your host, Barry Laminak. What's up, you damn dirty niggas? Welcome to Barry on Deck. I don't know why my face is so red on this stupid-ass screen, but I'm going to get that fixed. I think, it's, I think it's the light. Uh, blinded by the light. Let's fix that. Okay. Uh, welcome to the program. I don't know what's happening here. I think it is... Uh Okay, it's the light. We got to fix the light here. Let's 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 amp up the light. There we go. That's looking better. Hey, welcome to the show. Welcome to the program. Uh, thank you guys for being here. Uh, eventful, eventful weekend. We have a ton of stuff to get to. Some sports related, some not sports related. You guys already have a goddamn hype train going. Fuck this Texan hat. <laughs> I can't believe I wear this. I can't believe I wear this hat. We are in level two. Level DEFCON 2. I think that's what they should call it. DEFCON 2 of a hype train. We got a shoe check. Holy shit, it's all going down right here. Listen, no, kiss my ass. We're going to talk about the, the Texans and the draft and everything else. Uh, but we got a hype train going, and I got to thank you guys for that because you guys... Uh, let's see. Oh, shit, we got a raid with Odd Takes coming in. What's up, Jerry Bo? I saw you flying solo, fam. Jerry Bo killing the game, flying solo. How'd you like it, buddy? Huh? Was it, uh, was it weird? It's a different animal, isn't it? It is certainly a different animal. Uh, shut up, Christopher. Christopher said the hat. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's, uh, it's a little weird, but, uh, yeah, shout out to Jerry Bo and the Odd Squad for coming over in the raid, man. Thank you guys very much. Uh, we got this hype train going. Let me acknowledge, let me acknowledge the hype train. Heartthrob started off with 69 bits. I like. Uh, Dimata threw in 10 bitties. And then, uh, So Smoking Gooder with 200 bitties. Let's go. That kicked off the hype train along with Keith Sager resubscribing for three months my friend thank you so much jared taylor resubscribed for three months uh i dig that i appreciate you and then we got potch with 69 bits i like uh joe hernandez with 100 bitties jen with 100 bits you work here jen stop doing that alan denson with 100 bits truck driver pookie with 150 heartthrob resubscribed for three months he says does this mean i'm off probation probation yes it does absolutely Jared Taylor with 400 bits. CC checking in with 10 bitties. Uh, MJ Jimenez with 35 bits. Sean hates stuff with 25 bits. We are level two of the hype train. Thank you guys so much. I can't really hear myself because this stupid ass hat. 
thank y'all. I appreciate you. What's up, Marty? Uh, what's up, Pepperoni Pickle? How are you? Okay. We have a crap ton, and that's a lot if you don't know. And, and uh, Oh, I meant to wear this. I'm not going to wear it the whole show. But I just, uh, you know, I got to show a little love. I got to show a little love. It's so crooked. I hate this lens makes everything so crooked, including my nose and my face and my everything. All right, let's get to this. We got a ton of stuff to talk about. Thank you guys for getting us into a hype train. Uh, I have a lot of show notes and things and cleanup we have to take care of. I promise you, I promise you, if you're here for sports, please stick around. We're definitely going to get into the sports. Uh, We did. uh, We got. Okay, cool. Hype train completed. Ah, three gifted subs, 1,268 bitch. You guys are amazing, man. Thank you so much for that. Y'all the best. Yes, I am going to show the snake video. Uh, so much hap- so much happened this weekend. It was insane and crazy, and we've got a lot of house cleaning, I guess you could say, to take care of. Um, and I got I to gotta clean up stuff like this is... It was crazy wild. It was crazy wild. Let's see here. Uh, yeah, so I've got the video of the Python. Me, I, I actually uh, did my part. I held Christie's snake, and that sounds super dirty, but it's not. Okay, I just want to point that out. Hold on, let me let me fix this here. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, don't be, uh, why is this? This is so weird. Sorry guys. I'm trying to I'm trying to make this work and it is not playing right. Well, you know, sometimes Jerry Bow knows sometimes when your system starts acting up, you know, like my system acting up. Let's see. Oh, this is the worst. Why? Why would I start the show to you be like this, you raggedy bitch? Okay. Um I should just show it full screen, I guess. I don't know. So yes, I held Christie's snake as I promised, and then I donated the hundred bucks. So we're gonna get into that. Um, let's see what else. Okay, here's here's the rundown. All right, here's the rundown for today. We're gonna talk about me holding the snake. It was scary. It was frightening. What's funny is, so if you didn't know, I had a show Saturday. A lot of deckheads showed up. By the way, shout out. I think I, I hope I didn't miss anybody. Christie Baller the Ball Python Matt. Uh, who else showed up? Sid and Walt, Robert likes beer and his lovely wife, uh, FJ Jimenez and his homeboy. Uh, and I, FJ, remind me what his name was. I forgot and I feel terrible because I forgot his name, but it was a pretty wild night, but he was going to fight for me if he had to. And I appreciate that a lot. So if you're here, Mr. Jimenez, remind me so I can give him a shout out, but it was good to meet you both for the first time in person. And, uh, yeah, Robert brought a, a really loud friend and his wife who got, got in trouble and we'll talk about that, but it's no fault of Walt. We have a birthday to get to today. I held a snake and freaked out and acted like a girl. Uh, Ozzy, that was your brother-in-law, dude. Ozzy was dope, man. I appreciate you guys, man. Thanks for chilling. I don't know why y'all didn't go and introduce yourselves to the deckheads, Mr. Jimenez, but you absolutely should have. You absolutely should have. So, uh, but it was dope. Now, we've got to talk about the show itself, the hecklers. It was fucking crazy. Also, got to talk about the draft, the playoffs, baseball. I've got some non-sports. It's going to be a crazy busy show. Two hours. Not three. We're back on our regular schedule for now. We'll talk about that as well. So let's start. Let's start this way. 
Let's start with some shit that happened over the weekend, and then we'll get into it. All right. So first things first, I got to say what's up to a, a new, fo- a couple of new followers that we picked up over the weekend. By the way, you can see right there. Just click follow. Dave Tepper. <laughs> Dave Tepper followed over the weekend, as did DJ Brewski. So DJ Brewski, man, thank you for the follow. Very much appreciate you. And he also subscribed over the weekend so thank you dj brewski for the follow for the sub and uh yeah for the love man much appreciated also gotta say thank you to keith and sylvia for the five dollar fridays we weren't on the air that day uh but they still sent them in and i appreciate them very much so thank you guys for that uh also one more thing let me fix this so i don't go over this twice Daddy went to Specs. <laughs> Daddy went to Specs, y'all. What? Shout out to Christopher Reyes for the new fifth of Jameson. Right, now I can drink like a man again. Oh, that's him? DJ Brewski? Oh, fucking dope. That's outstanding. Very cool. Well, tell Ozzy uh, if you see him, I appreciate it. Uh, Marty said the going rate for getting your snake held downtown is about 150. Okay. Now I need you to just stop that. You're not the first to make a hand job joke because I said I held a snake. Uh, but that's expensive. You're paying way more than other people that made the joke. Somebody made the joke. It was 40 bucks. You're way overpaying Marty. If you're paying 150 for a handy. Uh, all right. Now, um, PB guy, thank you for the 50 or nine bits. Excuse me. PB 53. Thank you for the nine bits. Uh, okay. We have a birthday folks. Let's get it in. Let's get it right now. It was this weekend. We didn't get to it Friday cause we didn't have a show. She gets the first toast from the new brand new unopened bottle of Jameson. And it goes out. Oh, it's going to be scary. It's going to go out to my girl. Uh, she had a birthday this weekend. She has been so supportive and amazing. And, uh, yeah, she's just been wonderful. And I got to say, memesters, I love you to death, y'all. Happy birthday to Mimi. It was her birthday this weekend. And Mimi, I hope you had a a great day. I hope you got a hand job or roadhead or whatever it is you're into, Mimi. Cheers. I love you, sweetie. Thank you. Let's go. Oh. The bite is back. Ah, there it is. Now I feel like a man when I drink. All right, let's say what's up to the chat, and then let's get this show rolling, because we literally have so much to discuss. Stephen the, uh, the Weather Guy is in early and also said, get that trash off your head. That's not appropriate. That wasn't very nice. What's up, Aggie Milkman, Jared Taylor, CC. What's up, girl? Potch, uh, Mr. Jimenez is here. Uh, Drew, what's up, dude? Drew said people still own Texans gear. Do you know how old this hat is? It's like over a decade old, at least. Uh, Sean Hate stuff is here. What's up, man? Fidel, Rob, Christopher Mina. Uh, Christy, thank you for uh, a crazy, crazy experience this weekend. It was wild, and I, uh, I'm glad I did it, though. I'm not going to lie. I'm definitely glad I did it. Tony the Handsome is here. Truck driver Pookie uh, out at the federal penitentiary uh, checking in from from prison. So thank you. Pepperoni Pickle, what's up, dude? Marty, Steven Luther, and uh, who else? Aggie Milkman, Alex Villanueva, Nightbot, you raggedy bitch. Y'all leave Nightbot alone. He's just doing his job. 
Cisco, what's up, dude? Yes, hashtag fire Easterby all day, every day. I, I did this as a juxtaposition. We'll talk about it. What's up, Mr. Reyes? Good to see you. He said, training today, going to have to catch the replay. It's okay, buddy. Thank you for popping in and saying hello. I still have the Podbean on, so for those listening on the Podbean, thank you, John Dory, Titan Hugo, Eric Resendez. Uh, who else is here? BZH420, did you get a new uh, logo? Did you? Is that like new? I feel like you had something else there. I could be wrong. It's Oh, Handy's are 50 bucks on Bel Air? Okay. It's pretty cheap. Uh, PB guy, what's up, man? Uh, got my Eagles hat on. They still didn't take my safeties. <laughs> yeah, man. We're going to talk about it. I've got grades for everybody. I don't grade drafts, but we're going to look at some of the different grades. i got three different sources for you. So we'll go over everybody's grades and how you think your team did and who's happy with it. For sure. We'll definitely do that. What's up, Marty? What's up, Justin Swinford, a.k.a. Jamal? Aggie Milkman. And uh, who else? Who else is in? Uh, let's see. I think, oh, VB, what's up, dude? Good to see you, buddy. Thanks for being here. Joel, what's up, famo? Joel Hernandez is here. And Jen and Dimato and the other, Andrew Clay. He said, hold on. Hold on to that another year or two, and uh, it'll be back in style. Okay. Actually, trucker hats are back, believe it or not. Definitely back. What's up, Mr. Brewski? There he goes. What's up, fam? And uh, One Deep, what's up, dude? How are you, buddy? Checking in from Huntsville, not the prison, though. Oh, thank God, Donna. I don't think you would last in prison. I love you to death. You're not the prison type. I don't think Donna would be able to fashion a shank out of a toothbrush. She would just go around telling all the guys, hey, guys, don't, why are you wasting your toothbrushes? Teeth uh, teeth health is important. Why are you Who just stabbed me with a toothbrush? You should be using that on your teeth, sir. Um, No, when it comes to handies, quality counts. That's true. It's very true. All right. Let's talk about some shit. So uh, we're going to get to the sports in a second. I just want to talk about the weekend and the show. And I got to give, let's do some house cleaning on the show right, right fast. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right fast. Hold on. Let me get these cleaned up here. I didn't get a chance to make all of my slides, sadly. So I'm putting them together uh, as we speak because I, 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 it's important to me. That we that we do this the right way, especially for this particular topic, because over the weekend and, and uh, at end of last week, we actually had uh, quite a few folks. Uh, we had some activity, I guess you could say, on the Patreon. And I wanted to acknowledge those folks and say thank you. Uh, and I wanted to acknowledge the VIPs of the channel and say thank you to them as well and tell you what that's about. And then, uh, oh, my goodness, why is this happening right now? And then I also acknowledge the moderators. Because I was like, okay, I'm slacking on this. I really need to be doing a better job of saying thank you to the folks that work really hard to keep this channel cleaned up. All the riffraff and the 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 shenanigans that take place around here. So uh, I'm doing that now. So I want to say real quick, um, first of all, thank you to Jeff Bell. I didn't I didn't have the official slide made for last week, but Jeff Bell, buddy, thank you for upgrading to the Sally Struthers level. That was very kind of you, my friend. You are a new member of the VIP section for that. And, of course, you'll get the VIP treatment when that uh, happens. And you also get the Sally Struthers one-of-a-kind shirt that I will be sending you as well. So thank you for that, my friend. I very much appreciate you, Jeff Bell. Also joining, welcome back. Holy shit, y'all. P. Randizzle in the building. 
Y'all, Patrick Randall said, you know what, fam? I'm taking some time off. Don't take it personal. I got shit to do. And I said, cool. He said, uh, I'll be back. And a man of his word, P. Randizzle, is back. So thank you, P. Randizzle, for joining the Patreon movement. Uh, and welcome back to the fold. And as always, thank you so much uh, for the support of this program. Thank you very much. Also, Shelbster's re-upped as a big deckhead. So I wanted to say thank you to Shelby as well. Sheebs. Those are new one. I haven't heard that one yet, but thank you, Shelby, for re-upping as a big deckhead for a year, by the way, which is an option. You can absolutely do that as well. So uh, thank you to those three for for um, uh, either rejoining or upgrading or coming back to the Patreon. And also, also thank you to the channel VIPs. Uh, if you are a member of the Sally Struthers level, which is Joe Pro made up a new level. We have two levels, five and ten, and Joe Pro was like, nah, fam, I could support a fledgling YouTube slash Twitch fuckface for a dollar a day. 20 shows a month. So Joe Pro started, he, because uh, you can uh, do custom, um, I guess, support on the Patreon. So he started it, and and seven thirteen hooligan and Jeff Bell and House and Justin Swinford followed, and then D Mala said, "Well, I'm making a Jefferson's level." So D Mala does like thirty three dollars a month, man. It's crazy. Uh, and then of course we have our regular VIPs, Mark G, William Mercendez, and just added uh, was Joel Hernandez for winning bits for the month. So thank you guys, VIPs. You get special treatment. You can post links. In the chat, yes, you can do that. Chat without being affected by rate limits, so you can just fire off to your heart's content. And then if we ever have to go into follower-only mode, sub-only mode, or uh, anything else that slows it down, you are not affected by it. So thank you guys so much. I appreciate that. Last thing uh, before we... What the heck? Last thing. Thank you to the mods. Day one, Donna, Jen, Posh, and Shelby. Thank you guys for doing an amazing job every single day. All right. We got it out of the way. I feel like something happened here. Okay, I think I got We're good to go. All right, we got all that out of the way. Thank you guys so much for that. Y'all are amazing. I appreciate you. What the heck? This is freaking me out, guys. Something happened over here. Okay. So, as you guys know, what? Hey, Barry, saw you holding something king over the weekend? I mean, look, if you're going to come in and talk shit, you got to at least get it. You can't be like, hey, your head's a thick candy shell. Okay. I mean, you tried, buddy. What the fuck? I didn't win, some bitch. Uh, was it? Did I do the wrong one? Did I do the wrong one, Jared? <laughs> I think I might have done the wrong one, Jared. Hold on, let me go, let me go, let me go. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Jared. I may I may have done this the wrong way. I may have I may have accidentally, which I won't take it back. I certainly won't take it back. I'm not that guy. Cheers the month. Yeah, I did the wrong. Do you not have the I fucked it up, Jared Taylor. I did the wrong goddamn person, Jared. Let's see, hold on. Community roles. No, you're right. I did it. I just put the wrong name on there. <laughs> Huge fail! I put the wrong name on there, but I'm not going to take it back. I'll make him, uh, I'll make uh, Joe Hernandez a VIP also. But yes, Jared, you should have the little pink diamond next to you. You're a VIP, fam. I just, I got to update the slide. All right. Uh, nice try, Clarence. That didn't work. You failed. All right. Oh, shoot check. Big Aggie. Sorry. So let me tell you about the outfit. I was uh, happy with the Texans draft, so I wore the hat because good, uh, good job, Nick Casario. And 
I'm still fuck Jack Easterby. I'm still fire Jack Easterby. I'm still, uh, uh, I'm, I'm holding out judgment on the Texans. But this weekend was a good start. So I figured I would show love and wear the hat. But also, I'm still team uh, fuck fire Easterby. Or fuck Jack Easterby. All right, so to do that, I don't really have any gray and red or gray and navy. So I just wore the plain old, I need to get some new ones. The toe box is all jacked up on them. But I just wore the plain old, uh, the classic Air Force Ones. The classic low, all whites. I need to clean them. Nora's telling me she's going to buy me some new shoes for my birthday. And I'm deciding, do I want to get some, some, like some J's or do I just want to get a new pair of clean white Air Force Ones? Because those are the best. So there you go. I just, I went real simple today. It matches. It's good. Uh, Clarence said, how do my Chiefs do in the draft? Well, they're not my Chiefs anymore, Clarence. I'm back on Team Texans because they fired Bill O'Brien. That was the... That was the rule. Yeah, Demata, I love these, dude. I do. These are some of my favorite shoes just because they go with everything and they still look good. They're classics. But the Chiefs had a good draft. We're going to show all the draft grades. We're going to look at the Saints, Cowboys, Texans, Chiefs, whoever you guys want to look at. House, we'll look at your Vikings, I promise. Thank you, BZH, the only one that got the Tommy Boy reference. Thank you very much. Your head's a thick candy shell. Uh, all right. Let me check my rundown. Lots to do here. Okay, I got Mimi's birthday. Done. Hey, Shumpsters! Thank you for the 300 bits, sweetie. What's up, everyone? This is Manny. Hey, Wicked City King. What's up, Manny? How are you, dude? Good to have you back, man. Hope you're having a good day as, good day as well. Boy, I'm on one. I ain't gonna lie. The, uh, the Adderall kicked in and my shit's all jacked up. No food. Uh, you can be go Texans and fuck Easterby. Not going to root against them because of that guy. See, see, that's true. I was definitely team fuck Texans until they got rid of Bill O'Brien and I, and I swore them off, but then they did. I still want to be team fire Easterby, but I can't hate on Nick Casario for the job he did in the draft. It wasn't terrible, but we're going to get to it. I promise we're going to get to the draft. Uh, in the meantime, what we do need to talk about, I just realized I fucked up my, uh, I fucked up my headline slide, but that's okay. In the meantime, let's talk about this. It was draft weekend. We had a draft contest here on Barry on Deck. Uh, it was the ESPN Draft Challenge, and I said the winner I would give a $50 Amazon gift card to. 50 U.S. American Amazon dollars. So this is your winner right here. And congratulations to Charles Garza. Came in first place. Was 12 and 8 on his picks. 120 points. 97.8 percentile. Good for you, Charles Garza. You win the $50 gift card. CC, Sylvia, Steven, Uzik, BZH420, Walt, myself, and Eric Resendez. We're all second. We're all the same. We're all the same. 10 for 10. Uh, actually, Uzi was 10 and 9. I don't know what he did there. He missed one, but he still ended up with the same point total. So, there you go. We all second place. Uh, 713 Hooligan didn't fill out a bracket, so we're not going to count him as last pace. Demata, just terrible Demata. Terrible Demata. What was that about? At least Josh didn't fill it out, right? But, uh, yeah, congratulations to Charles. Charles? You are on my to-do list. First thing I'm going to do when this show is over is send you your gift card.
Well, I say that. First thing I'm going to do is upload the show to, uh, to what's it's called. Um, look, there he goes right there. Yeah, first thing I'm going to do is upload the shows uh, to uh, Podbean for podcasters. But after that, I will send over your gift card. So be checking your private messages on the Discord so that I can get you the, uh, I can get your info so I can get you the, the Amazon gift card, man. But congratulations, Charles Garza wins the um, draft challenge for Barry on Deck. Well done, my friend. Well done indeed. All right, so that's out of the way. Oh, no, no, no. It'll be email, buddy. You know, I'm not sending you a fucking gift card. What am I, a Neanderthal? What am I, 130 years old? Hey, I'm going to send you a check in the mail, and then we'll, I'll fax you confirmation. And, bro, this is 2022. I'm going to fuck. You're going to get an email with the gift card. What the fuck? What about cave people, Charles? Get your shit together. Weirdo. Potch said you sent me a gift card. Like, in the mail mail or, or email? Because the last gift card I did, I sent it to uh, Alan Denson uh, via email. Because they won. I don't remember what it was, but they won something. Well, look, that might have been that might have been a different thing. Yes, CC, last call is, uh, that's beard Bearded Beer Reviews. BBR, Bearded Beer Reviews. Yeah. Yeah, bitch, the taste of Texas. Oh, well, that was just because I fucking had it, you dumbass. I wasn't like, I'm going to buy a gift card and bip. No, no. That was just, I had it laying around and I gave it away to somebody. Speaking of. Oh, I think I gave all these away. The HelloFresh. I think I gave those away. Oh, look. CC didn't know that was Charles. Yeah, that's Charles Garza. Okay. He is, his email might be sent out late though. Shut. Shut your whore mouth, Manny. Shut your dumb whore mouth. Uh, okay, let's see. You guys are throwing me off here. I'm trying to be a good host. I'm yeah. See, thank you, Jen. Damn it. All right. We got Mimi's birthday. We got the hop scholar crew that showed up and came out. I got to tell you that story. I'll get to that story in a minute. Let's talk about what everybody wants to talk about right now. I held a snake. So. If you don't know the backstory on this, um, Christy has a lot of snakes, like two, which if we're being honest, one is a lot of snakes. Okay. If we're being honest, uh, also, if we're being honest, uh, Potch can go fuck himself. If we're be just, if we're, if we're just being honest, um, so Christy has a couple of snakes. I'm afraid of snakes, but not like, I mean, I wasn't as, I didn't think I was as afraid of snakes as I was until I saw it. Like we have snakes around here. I've had three pop up around the yard, right? We had one in the barbecue pit, one on the front door. There's one in my, under the outdoor sink, just like random ass, uh, random ass, you know, oh, Shelby, it was crazy. So, um, so Christy said, what would it take for you to hold one of my snakes, Barry? Okay, with your dick jokes, it's old. Everybody's made them. Stop making your dick jokes, okay? And th that's it's that's that ship has sailed. We've all made the dick jokes about holding a snake, so stop doing that. There's a ghost in here. So I said, she said, "How much? How much would I have to pay you to hold one of my snakes? Hundred bucks." I said, "Okay, I'll do it for a hundred bucks." 
But now I'm not greedy. I'm not just going to keep the 100 bucks. So I said what I would do is uh, I would donate the $100 that she sent me to uh, Special Pals. Who, as you guys know, we do a lot of work with Special Pals. Pingo Katie, a fellow deckhead, works there. Uh, we do Whisker Wednesday with them. They're a no-kill shelter. So, yeah, it's a great... It, uh, it made sense, right? I'll hold this freaky... I don't want to say disgusting because Christy's here. But I'll hold this creepy. Is creepy okay? Is it okay to say creepy about snakes? Yeah. It was like not slimy like I thought it was going to be, but it was like a dry slime. Does that make? Okay. I don't know. Uh, anyways, I said I would do it, and I did it, and here's the proof. Uh, thank you for your donation of $100 dedicated to Baller the Ball Python. This was my donation to Special Pals. The $100 has been sent. And now for the moment you've all been waiting for, thanks to Matt Poche. It won't got video, too, but it looked like uh, it was a little choppy. I don't know. Here is the video. Of of me holding the snake. Now, oh my god! god. Couple things here. One, save your fat jokes. They're not funny. I know I'm fat. I don't need you to make fun of my chins, Perry, and everybody else. Uh, believe it or not, I do have feelings, and I understand I'm fat, and I don't need you to tell me that. Uh, so save your fat jokes. They're not appreciated, and they're not funny. Save your dick jokes. Those aren't funny either. They're old. But this is me freaking out holding this snake. I squeeze him just, just Oh yeah. my god. This is, yeah. Oh, can you guys hear? I don't think you guys can you guys hear it? Yeah. I don't think Podbean can hear it. Can they? Uh oh, there we go. Okay. Let's start over here. Oh my god. Oh god. Don't squeeze him just, just Oh yeah. my god. This is, yeah, yeah, go to her. Go to her. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm freaking like, out oh right now. Like, I'm legitimately, like my heart this. is pounding. Oh, he's, touching my back. he's touching the back of my hand. Is he bullying? <laughs> what is he doing? Oh, my God. Look at his tail. No, I don't want to hold it up. You oh, this is awful. Barry, Barry, calm down. No. <laughs> breathe. Breathe. Is he freaking out? No, he, you're freaking you're out. You're freaking yeah, I out. <laughs> I love it. I go, is he freaking out? And, show, and, and Christy goes, no, you're freaking out. I'm like, yeah, I'm holding a goddamn snake. Of course I'm freaking out right breathe, now. Breathe. Is he freaking out? No, he, you're freaking you're out. You're freaking yeah, out. Uh, oh, his little scales are like. I'm right here. You're fine. Oh, no, 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 not his head. Not his head. Oh, Jesus. I kissed his head all the time. Oh, my God. He's just oh, going to come. Oh, my God. Barry, you're good, dog. Don't look at me. No, okay. No. No, you're no, good. You're no. good. No, he looked at me. That was it. That was it. Once that bitch looked at me, it was over. Once he looked at me, it was game over. I was kind of good right now. Oh, Jesus. I kissed his head Oh, my God. I was good until he fucking looked at me. Oh, my God. And once he looked at me, don't look at me. Okay. No. No, you're good. No, that was it. I was done, fam. I was done. I was done. Once that some bitch looked at me, I freaked the fuck out. Yeah, eye contact was the end, bro. <sighs> Y'all, I made them fill my heart. No lie. Ask, ask uh, Christy and Matt Poche. I made them. Christy's already touched my nipples. So, but I was like, fill my heart. Like it was like, it was pounding. I freaked. I was freaking out. That was legitimate fear that you guys saw. That was not me acting. That was not me playing it up for the camera, which I sometimes will do just as part of the bit. That was all out legitimate fear of the thing that I was holding. But I'm glad I did it. I wanted, I've been, you know, 
kind of afraid of snakes, but thought, ah, oh, I'm not really afraid of snakes. Hey, PB guy, thank you for the 100 bits. That was definite fear. That was real fear. And uh, uh, Sean said you did great. 0% chance I ever touch a snake without a shovel. Yeah, when that son bitch looked at me, boy, it was it was over because I was like, this is where he's gonna <laughs> right in my face. Once he looked at me, he was like, oh, oh, I'm locking in. Kind of like in Star Wars when they're in the Death Star, and he's like, hold it steady, steady, and then it's like, boop, 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 boop. That was that snake on my face. It was like, I see that nose, steady, steady. Oh, god damn it! I wasn't happening. I wasn't gonna go for that foolishness. So I, uh, once it made eye contact, I was done. I was good. I was like, okay, I held it. I promised I would hold it. I donated the money. I gotta say though, it's, I felt, I thought it was going to be like slimy. Wasn't slimy. Um, one girl held him and then cried afterwards. Yeah. Now here's, let me tell you the whole story. So Christy, we were trying to find a place to make this done. And, and she lives in spring area. Now Matt Poche lives in the spring area. And, um, they were like, well, we go to hop scholar all the time. You want to meet there? And I was like, well, I have a show, uh, April 30th at hop scholar. Do you guys just want to do it before the show? And they were like, yeah. So they showed up. I had to go to specs first. So I was late, but I did. I'm man of my word there. Uh, Christopher Reyes sent me $40 for a new bottle of Jameson. So I went to specs. Trying to put the cap on here, so don't want it to go bad. So I show up, and Christy has it in a dog carrier. Like, she carries the snake around in a dog carrier. Donna! Thank you for the 44 bits, sweetie. Um, <laughs> Cece said, don't time me out. Oh, oh, I just got it, CC. I just, that's actually, at least it was original, you know? Um, so she's got it in this dog carrier, which by the way, I called a baby carrier because I don't have kids and I don't know how kids work. So like, I thought, I was like, oh, do you keep it in that baby carrier? And <laughs> Matt and Christy were like, this is a dog carrier. Who would put a baby in a fucking mesh Back, I was like, I don't know how fucking babies work. What do I know? So this y'all, this fucking snake chilled out the entire time. I don't know what time they got there, but it, after the show, I left after the comedy show started at eight. I got there at seven, six forty, six fifty ish, seven o'clock, and it was there through the whole thing. They were there. Chrissy's like, no, he's cool. He just chills. I learned so much about snakes. She said, I feed him once a week. He poops and pees once a week. I don't have to do anything else after that. So he's good. He's eaten. He's pooped. He's peed. You don't have to worry about it. <sighs> no, the snake didn't heckle me, but we'll get to that story too. Cause there were, there were loud ass, not necessarily hacker hecklers, but loud talkers. But that snake was there the entire like I, I gotta say that snake was in the bar for at least five hours now the crazy thing is walt walt was as scared as i was of this fucking snake i'm not gonna lie walt was you could tell walt had some fear in his eyes as well however so walt when i when when christy first takes the snake out 
Walt is like, ooh, ooh. I mean, come on, y'all. Y'all know, y'all know black people are scared of certain animals, right? Big dogs that aren't theirs, snakes. White people are the same way. But 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 black folks have like a different kind of like we're we're white folks and black folks are scared of different things for different reasons. Walt was scared of the snake. He was like, ugh. Ugh. That's some white people shit. In fact, MC Lotta, who was on the show, was like, first y'all had uh uh emotional support dogs. Now y'all now y'all bringing snakes out. <laughs> so Walt is scared as shit of this snake. At first, by the end of the night, y'all, Walt has Baller the Python on his arm, wrapped around that some bitch like like it's a goddamn snake bracelet. And he's walking around the bar like, woo, woo. I'm like, okay, Walt, you lost your black card. You don't, I've never seen a black man with a snake on his wrist fucking wooing like he's at a rave. He's like, woo. I was like, Walt, what are you doing? He's like, no, this thing is badass. I was like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah, that's true. And Mexicans are scared of, of, of imaginary animals like chupacabras. So there, we got them all out of the way. White people are scared of, you know, certain things. Uh, black people are scared of certain things. And uh, Mexicans are scared of made-up things. There you go, Tony. Thanks for chiming in. Clarence said, I'm racist. Where's the lie, Clarence? Point it out. Where's the lie? Is it racism or is it a lie? Hmm? You decide. Uh, Clarence, is it not true that black people are scared of big dogs unless it's their big dog? Hmm? Huh? White people are like, oh, look, he's a big dog. <laughs> Kiss it on his face and let him lick him and shit. Like, ah, oh, this is a great dog you got here. Whoa. It's just facts. Yeah, the bar. It was crazy, y'all. Everybody in this fucking place loved, loved. Uh, <coughs> the snake by the end of the night. Baller the Python was the hit. Everybody in that place loved Baller the Ply- Python. Except one. This guy. I was not. I was like, nah, fam. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. But it was a cool experience, Christy. Um, you're amazing. And your snake, Baller the Python, is great. And he was very well behaved. He didn't eat anybody. He didn't bite anybody. But the tongue, the tongue freaked me the fuck out. When I saw the tongue near my hand, I was just like, okay, uh-uh, no, 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 no. And then it fucking looked at me and it was like, Shh. and I was like, okay, nah, I'm good. I'm gone. I'm, I'm done. Uh, yeah, if you missed the show, by the way, you missed a fucking amazing comedy show. Am I lying? Those of you that came, it was MC Lotto, Trey Tutson, myself. We had Jesse Saldana. Uh, it was like the rainbow coalition of comedy, right? Me, MC Lotto, Jesse Saldana, and then Trey. It was a amazing show. And we're doing it again July 23rd, so do not miss it. I'm going to have some more badass comics. And, uh, you know, I'll be there too, just doing whatever. Tell him a little dig jokes. Hey, shout out to Walt for taking notes during my show. Uh, I came up with a new joke on stage because that's how it happens sometimes. I'm not going to go over it again, but uh, it was. I was like, okay, I got to write this down. This new bit about choking during sex is going to be hilarious. Uh, he did not. Baller was the most respectful. Yeah, he was. He was, he was great. 
What does it say? Of course he didn't eat anyone, Barry. What did you expect? I expected him to fucking eat people. He's a python. He's a snake. No, Baller didn't heckle me during the show. But that's a good transition. Let's get into what happened during the comedy show. Because... There was a lot of goddamn drama. I was fucking exhausted after this comedy show, and it wasn't because of the show. It was it was because of the drama. Holy shit! Uh, so how do I do? Okay, so there. It's always great when you guys support. And I, I got to tell you, it's amazing. All the deckheads that came out, Mr. Jimenez and Ozzy and, and, and Robert and his wife and Sid and Walt who made the drive. And I felt terrible for leaving, but I was just fucking spent yard work all day. Fucking show the, the stress of not just producing the show, but being on the show and then controlling the crowd and people leaving because they're angry and losing money for the bar. And oh my God, I was just fucking spit. I just went home and smoked a cigar on the back porch by myself. Everybody leave me the fuck alone. I just need to decompress. Um, but uh, all the deckheads that came out. And I don't want to miss anybody. Um, and then my sister and her husband came out or her boyfriend. So it was it was dope. It was a fun. It was, it was a great crowd. And the comics were amazing. But let's talk about it. Now, I want to point out that I do not blame the following deckhead that I'm about to discuss. It was not his uh, fault. However, uh, what's up, Celio? Oh, bro, you missed it. You missed it, fam. Where were you? Celio hadn't missed a show yet. Where the fuck were you? I was so disappointed. I'm looking in the crowd for you. You weren't even there. I was like, damn it, Celio. Where the fuck, man? Um... Yeah, Perry was late. Perry shows up at like fucking midnight. Where you at, fam? Like, bro, we fucking been gone, bro. There's a goddamn snake in there. All right, so Robert Likes Beer brought a buddy from work. And I got to meet him at the bar for the first time. No, it wasn't Fidel, CC. It wasn't Fidel. So it's one of Robert's coworkers. And if he's listening, hi. Um, so Robert likes beer, been to every show, king of the deckheads until the end of this month. And then that rain is over with because that was only for a year. Uh, and we're not doing that program again. It didn't, the juice wasn't worth the squeeze, by the way. We did the king or queen of the deckheads thing last year to try to promote the show, but it just, it just ended up being a lot of work and, Nobody really, it didn't, the results, uh, it was fun, but I was just like, okay, we got it. We're not going to do that again. It was cool though. It was cool. We tried. We always try and stuff. So Robert brings his lovely wife and, uh, oh, he called in today. Oh, go figure. Go figure. Coward. Robert brought a buddy from work and his wife and they were lovely people in the beginning. So Robert introduces me. He's like, hey, man, this is uh, whatever the fuck his name. What's his name, Robert? What's his name? Give me his name. Get posted in the chat. Give me his name. Because we're going to use the name. As y'all know, we don't pull punches on this show. We tell it like it is. Okay. What's his name, Robert? Post it in the chat. What was his name? Tony likes liquor. What? What? 
Yes, full name. CC wants CC wants Detective CC wants full names, Robert. Not none of this. Oh, his name's Q Dog. No, I don't give a fuck. I want the whole name. His name was not Fidel, Rob. This was not Fidel's turn. Alfredo. So Alfredo and his wife are there. And Rob's like, hey, this is Alfredo. He listens to you with me all the time because I'm listening. He's listening. He's like, bro, I listen to you all the time, Barry. I was like, cool, Alfredo. It's nice to meet you, man. Thanks for coming out. He's like, yeah, big fan. I was like, dope, dude, man. I appreciate that. Thank you for being a big fan of the show and me and coming out. This is dope. And then uh, before, right before the show starts, he's like, hey, can me and my wife take a picture with you? I'm like, of course. Let's go. Let's take pictures. And we did. Alfredo was sauced. All right. <laughs> I, I look, I VB, I thought of an Alfredo sauce joke. And then I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. It's too easy. <laughs> but VB does the fucking, that's what she said. So I, I mean, that's, you know, it's on brand. It's on brand for the weed. No, we're not giving out addresses and phone numbers, Stevie. Let that man live his life, okay? He ruined the comedy show. It's no big deal. He ruined everybody's fucking weekend. It's okay. It's okay that he wasted hundreds, if not thousands of dollars for all the Patreon patrons in this fucking bar this night. It's no big deal. So what happens is, I meet Alfredo. I meet his lovely wife. They catch a seat. With Robert and his lovely wife. Show starts. And I, look, I've been doing this nine years. In fact, my comedy anniversary was April 17th. April 17th. <clears throat> that was nine years in the, I've been doing this. Nine years in this business. I kind of know how shit's going to go. I mean, I'm not the best comic in the world. I'm not the funniest guy you'll ever meet. But I understand the business. I know the business. <laughs> and, uh. I'm on stage and literally within a minute of me saying, hey, what's up and talking, I can tell that the crowd is going to be rowdy. I can also tell that it's specifically going to be Alfredo and his wife that are going to be the problem. Immediately, I can tell. Now, I didn't do this the last two shows, but I was like, hey, just a reminder, no talking, no heckling, don't shout shit out, don't be loud. I do this whole speech, but I'm very stern with it, almost mean, on purpose. Because I want people to know I'm not fucking around. You're not going to ruin this show for everybody in this room because we don't give out free tickets to this show. Every single person watching this comedy show had to pay to get in there. Every single person had to buy a ticket. Period. End of story. No freebies. Unless they snuck in and we didn't know. Which we try to get a handle on it. So. I'm very stern with it. I don't want you running this for all these paying customers. Now, the crazy thing is, is as I start my set, I'm the first, I'm the MC. I'm running the show. I go first. And my, literally my first or second joke, I, I do a joke about being fat. I told you guys, you didn't need to tell me. I already knew. And, uh, I forget what I, 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 this lady in the front row says something immediately. And I'm like, look, we just went over the ground rules. Are you going to, you just need to shut the fuck up. Okay. I just need you to shut the fuck up, which it was a funny way of me telling her, you know, everybody's laughing, but she got it and she never talked the rest of the night. But Alfredo and his wife, 
screamed and yelled and were loud and obnoxious and wouldn't shut the fuck up from the get-go. And I even had to tell him, hey, guys, after my set, I told him, uh, we just had a conversation about you not being loud and disturbing the show. And I'm looking right at him. I was like, so could you two please shut the fuck up and not be loud? Oh, 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 our bad. Well, that doesn't work. So uh, next comic up is MC Lotto. She's fucking hilarious. She's a sweet person. She's amazing. I love her to death. And they're talking during her set. So they come and get me. Hey, Barry, this, there's a couple people out here who are being really loud. I go out there. They're being loud. But as soon as I get out there, they stop. <laughs> Eric said, why does it always have to be Hispanics? Oh, trust me. In nine years, it's not. It's not. It's everybody. I go out there. They're not being loud. I go back into the green room to talk to Trey. They, hey, Barry, they're being loud. I go back out there. I catch them. I walk over. I say, hey, guys, you got to stop yelling. You got to. Now, I'm at their table. I'm not making a scene. I just walk over to them and I go, hey, guys, you got to stop. You got to stop being so loud, please. We talked about this. Be cool. And they're like, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We're just having fun. I get it. I want you to have fun. Just stop yelling at the top of your fucking lungs in the middle of people's set. Okay, okay. I leave. Ten minutes later. Barry, they're being loud again. They're being loud. Fuck. I go back out there. I'm like, hey, man, y'all got to stop being loud. I go over to the table. I'm like, please stop. Okay? You've got to stop. I'm a little sterner now. Not like Clint, but, you know, anyways. Third time I go over there. He's screaming. She's videoing the whole set. Everybody set. And I finally walk over and I said, look. I said, look, bro. You've got to shut the fuck up. If I have to come over here again, you're going to have to leave. Also, ma'am, stop recording. You're not allowed to record people's sets. Put your phone down. Stop recording. Both of you be quiet. Stop screaming and stop being obnoxious. This is your last warning or I'm going to throw you both out. Enough's enough. And I leave. Yeah, they weren't like, they, they weren't like, you suck. But that's, there's so many different levels to heckling, right? There's so many different levels to heckling. Heckling is not just going, hey, say something funny. I mean, that is heckling, but there's also just being loud. Some people don't even know they're heckling. Like one lady, I did a show in, um, in Fort Worth in Hyenas. And the lady, every time I would say something, she'd go, right? Right? I was like, ma'am, that's just as fucking bad please stop doing that like heckling is there's so many different ways to be a heckler or to ruin a show so i after i go over and say you have to stop recording and you have to shut the fuck up or i'm throwing you both out and i go back by the restrooms and i'm standing back there and big boy alfredo and he's a big boy big boy alfredo comes up to me mad Bowed up. Hey, let me talk to you for a second. I was like, okay, what's up? He said, you really, bro? Really? You're going to come over there and tell us to stop? Bro, what's up? I was like, bro, you're being loud. Everybody paid to be in here. No one wants to hear you scream. He goes, is it because my wife was recording? I was like, no, it's because you won't shut the fuck up. 
He goes, oh, really, fam? Really? You're going to do this? I want to be a fan of yours, Barry, but you're going to lose me as a fan. I said, let me tell you something, bro. Let me be real clear with you. I don't want fans like you. I don't need fans like you. Fans like you ruin it for everybody. I don't give a fuck if you don't want to be my fan anymore. If you don't want to be my fan anymore, get your shit and get the fuck out. But if you if you want to stay, sit down and shut the fuck up. And that's exactly what I told that dude. Now, what I didn't know, and I, now he's mad. Now he's like, really? Okay, bet, bet, bet. I'm like, bet. The fuck we doing? Bet. What are we doing? You're going to get your shit? You're going to go sit down and shut the fuck up? Like, why are you approaching me like you want to be aggressive? Now, what I didn't know is this, this was by the bathrooms and Mr. Jimenez and his buddy Ozzy, who I just met, are also sitting there. And Ozzy's a big boy, too, now. Ozzy don't fuck around. And I didn't know, but after the show, Ozzy was like, hey, bro, I saw him come up to you all aggressive and shit. Just so you know, I was ready. I was like, what? He was like, I had you, fam. I was waiting on him to make a move, and it was on. I was like, man, I love you, Ozzy. I mean, I didn't know his name. I was like, I love you, fam. Thank you so much. That's the thing. I told my wife the story. She's like, babe, you got to stop being so aggressive to people. I'm like, let me tell you something. You want me to tell you who I'm not afraid to fight? Drunk people. I don't give a fuck how big you are. I am definitely not afraid to fight drunk people. Definitely not. Don't give a fuck. So if you want to be drunk and come up to me, hey, it's whatevs. Now, uh, but, but my guy, there he is, DJ Brewski. He was ready, y'all. He literally told me, I had you, fam. I was ready. I appreciate you, homie. I appreciate you. Uh, so they are packing up their shit to leave. Now, Trey's on stage by this time. They leave, and we're like, cool. Everything is good. Now, there was two couples sitting behind them. It gets worse, y'all. It gets worse. We're not done. That was like... That was problem number one. <laughs> FJ Jimenez said he gave me a tap. Uh, or F Jimenez. I don't know why I keep calling you FJ Jimenez, dog. That's my bad. Mr. Jimenez said he gave me a tap and a heads up. Like, look, uh, they were ready, y'all. They were ready. And uh, <laughs> so, so they finally leave. They leave. Yes, it gets worse, Eric. It gets fucking worse. So they leave, and there was two couples sitting behind them. Now, you can imagine if you were behind or around two people that were being loud and obnoxious and wouldn't shut up, hooting and hollering, you're just like, oh, my God, dude, I paid $20 for this. So I'm in the back talking to Todd. We're talking about I don't remember what. And the next thing I know, I don't hear it. But I hear Trey Tutson, who is murdering, by the way. Trey is one of the funniest comics in this country. I shit you not. Trey Tutson's going to be ridiculously famous one day. And these folks are getting to watch this dude for 20 bucks fucking murder a room full of white people. Like, I mean, just, it was just, I just, I wish I was as funny as Trey. I really do. He's that good. It's disgusting. And I'm like, bro, you're witnessing comedy greatness in, in the making what are you doing so <laughs> stay blessed so okay so i'm i'm I, i'm 
Uh, Trey Tutson. What's Trey's last night? Last name. His it's T R E T U T S O N. I'm telling y'all, he's this good. So I'm in the back and I hear Trey from the stage go, What did you say? Now, as a comic and a guy that runs a room, as soon as I hear that, my spidey senses go up. I'm like, oh fuck. Because I've been on stage. I've had to y'all remember the story about me telling a man to suck his own son's dick? That's what did you say? That's what that is. That's like, okay. I'm going to have to get aggressive. So I hear him say, what did you say? Did you just yell, get her done? I was like, oh, fuck no. We're not going to be yelling, get her done. No. So I, I figure out who he's talking about. And it was one of the two couples sitting behind big boy that got that left in a huff. All right, we're going to get to that. I need a link. But I see D-Hop just got suspended for PEDs for six games. <laughs> Deanna said, you need a reality TV show, Barry. These stories are epic. It's crazy. And, and what's funny, Behan, is most people, when I tell stories, they're like, that didn't happen. You're always exaggerating and making things up. And I love that there are literally eight to ten witnesses in the chat that they're going to, if I tell you something that's not true, they're going to be like, that didn't happen. Barry's making up this story to be entertaining or funny. No, no. This shit happens. So, so, um, so this guy, and we'll, we'll get to the D-hop thing in just a second. We'll get to the D-hop thing. I just want to finish this story. Okay, so I hear Trey go, did you just yell, get her done? I was like, oh, hell no. So I go over, and it was the two couples sitting behind Big Boy and his wife that have now left. And it's just this regular-ass-looking dude, just a regular-ass-looking dude. And I go to him, and, I, and I'm literally leaning in to say, hey, man. You can't shout things out. Please don't yell, get her done or anything else during the show. That's literally what I'm about to say. And as I'm leaning in and literally the words, hey man, are coming out of my mouth. I go, hey man. And his wife walks in front of me and goes, get your shit. We're leaving. And he fucking, he's shit faced. He's like, ah. And he stands up and she parades him out of the room, which you got to pass everybody. There's no easy way to sneak out of this room unless you go through the back. So they leave. And I'm like, holy fuck, this is wild. Now all, another couple has already left or another table. It's wild. All right. So these two leave. And no, 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 no. They were sitting right behind big boy. They were right behind him, the table, right behind him. So then I go to the back of the room and I'm hanging out and somebody says, Barry, there's a guy out there in a Navy blue shirt that wants to talk to you. Okay. So I go out there and the guy in the Navy blue shirt and his wife as the, this couple that was with the couple that yelled, get her done that left. And so now he's leaving. So I meet him at the front door and I walk out. <laughs> Walt said, uh, Perry rolled up asking for Barry Lavinac and he was like, who you, who you, you homie? What's up? Yeah, it was aggressive this night. It was very aggressive. 
So now Navy blue shirt guy and his wife are, I meet them at the exit and we walk out and we're standing on the sidewalk. I said, Hey folks, I understand you were looking for me. How can I help you? And this dude in the Navy blue shirt looks at me. He goes, this was the most ridiculous bullshit night I have ever been a part of. This whole thing was a fucking joke. I was like, what's the problem, man? What's, what's going on? What's, how can I help you? What's the, what's the deal? What's the problem? He's like, this was bullshit. First of all, doing comedy in this bar, what a joke. Okay, well, now you've disrespected my room, my buddy's room, and a fucking venue, which there's no other real good comedy on the north side of Houston. So fuck you, first of all. Second of all, we've done three shows. They've all sold out, and they've all been great shows with great comics. So I'm sorry, but you can go fuck yourself. But now I'm getting angry already. Because I'm like, oh, you're just going to start by disrespecting me in the room. Cool. I was like, well, what's the problem, man? Y'all let that big guy sitting behind me get drunk and be loud. I was like, he was sitting behind you? Now, y'all know me. Because he wasn't. He was sitting. If you're looking at the stage, the fat boy was right in front of this dude. Literally right in front of him. And I said, was he behind you? He goes, he was behind me and in front of me. I was like, hold up, fam. He was behind you and in front of you? He was like, no, he was behind me, but he was in front of me. I was like, how the fuck could he be behind you? I've got him all distracted. I was like, how could he be behind you and in front of you? Either he was behind you or in front of you, but the people that were in front of him wasn't you, so he couldn't be behind you. And this dude's drunk, and he's like, I don't know. I'm saying it wrong. (laughs) I was like, okay, I understand what you're talking about though. Tell me what the problem is. He goes, you overserved him. I was like, hold on. First of all, I'm not a bartender. I'm a comedian. I'm running the show. How the fuck did I overserve? You should have seen how many old fashions you gave him. I was like, first of all, if I gave them to him, I would have seen them, but I'm a goddamn comic. And then he goes, his wife goes, well, this was just a terrible night. I said, well, I'm sorry you had a terrible night. What was so terrible? I mean, do you guys just want me to throw him out? I gave him three chances. I gave him three warnings, which I think is fair to everybody. And the next one, he was out. And then he left himself because he knew he was shit-faced. He goes, well, you threw my twin brother out for doing nothing. I was like, who was your twin brother? He goes, the guy in the white. I was like, oh, the one that yelled, get her done? He's like, yeah, he didn't even do anything. I said, first of all, he fucking yelled, get her done. By the way, you might let him know that that was fucking lame as shit. That's the worst heckle I've ever heard. Second of all, I didn't throw him out. His fucking wife threw him out, dumbass. What? I said, I was walking over to tell him, sir, you can't yell out. That was it. That was going to be his first warning. And his wife comes up and says, we're leaving. And they left. So, You tell me if you want to be mad, find her and him and bitch her out for throwing him out. But I didn't fucking throw him out. And this, he's starting to walk towards me a little bit. I'm like, okay, fam, we're going to do this. You getting, you want to get aggressive? He's like, well, I'm just telling you that this whole night I've been to the improv. I've been to comedy shows and this was a fucking joke. I said, well, I'm sorry that you didn't have a good time. 
but it's a real simple solution. Just don't come back. We don't give a fuck, man. Like you're mad because I gave somebody three chances before they got thrown out. And then you think I threw your brother out, but he was like being real, like in my face, aggressive. And so Todd comes out and goes, Hey man, let's just go to the back. Don't worry about it. Just let them go. But apparently everybody was watching. I had no idea, but everybody was watching us through the fucking North. Matt Poche. Matt was like, fam, I was watching. I was ready. Soon as he started to swing on you, I was on it. I was like, oh, you guys are the best. All these people had my back. But again, he was drunk. That wasn't going to happen. He was going to get knocked the fuck out. So I was just like, oh, everybody had my back. This is so sweet. It was fucking insane. I was just like, I can't, this is, this is too much. This too much, as Jen would say. <sighs> yeah, well, that's a good point. A lot of people came in hungry and started drinking and the kitchen was closed. Uh, Walt said one big problem was that most people I talked to came hungry, but the kitchen was closed. So everyone was drinking on empty stomachs. Now, to his credit, Todd knew that and did go out and bought 60 fucking 60 dozen tortillas or not tortillas, tam uh, tamales. For people to buy. He was like, man, they're like a buck each. It was like 12 for $12. And he bought 60 of them. And he was just basically like, I ain't trying to make money. You want to, you want a fucking tamale? It's a dollar each. But people weren't buying them. So it was crazy. Look at that. FJ said, yeah, man, the tamales and sauce were good too. It was wild. Matt had leftover tamales for lunch. So there was food, but yeah, the kitchen was closed. But goddamn, people were aggressive. And I love the guy. I was like, yeah, this all, you threw my bro. I was like, bitch, his wife threw him out. I didn't do that shit. DJ Ruski said the tamale was great. It was, it was insane. And that is why I didn't hang out. And I felt bad because I know Walt and Sid made a long ass drive. I get it. I, I do. I was like, man, I'm just fucking exhausted. Like I've damn near been in two fights with two drunk hecklers. Or the drunk heckler's twin. And he was like, that's my twin brother. I was like, bro, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Just fucking leave, man. Like, we don't give a... We'll, trust me, we'll survive without the four of you coming back. I'll sell those four tickets to somebody else. We've Every show, we've had to turn away people at the door. Trust me, we'll be fine. <sighs> no, they do serve food, Tony. In, in fact, they have a fucking amazing kitchen. They just... they the Todd told me that it was like all fucked up. It was a... One guy had a, a wedding to go to and the other one had a, tickets to a concert that was canceled two years ago because of uh, COVID. So it was like they just shut down the kitchen, which I was like, that's the worst fucking night. Plus, you'd have made more money. <laughs> Other than that, the show was great. It was just crazy, man. The snake and the fucking hecklers and the, the, the two, oh, damn near two fights with them. And oh, my God. But Trey killed. Trey is so goddamn funny. MC Lotto killed. Jesse Saldana killed. I, whatever. I did, I did okay, I guess. I don't know. It was a fun night other than that, but it was it was exhausting. But I will say this. If you're in the area, uh, we're three for three for banger ass shows. So if you ever get a chance, uh, come out. Now, that's enough of that. Let's get to some goddamn sports. Specifically, Oh, here's the story right here. Oh, not good. Confirmed. What's up, Justin Kim? 
What's up, Ivan? Uh, sources are saying Arizona Cardinals wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins suspended six games for violating violating the PED policy. Let's read this together, folks, because I have no idea. Cardinals wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins is being suspended six games for violating the NFL's policy on performance-enhancing drugs. League sources told ESPN's Adam Schefter the suspension adds more insight into the Cardinals' draft day trade for wide receiver Marquise Brown. Cardinals also lost wide receiver Christian Kirk to free agency when the Jags overpaid for him. Jesus, $72 million. Uh, Hopkins is a three-time first-time, uh, three-time first-team All-Pro and five-time Pro Bowl selection. Wasn't available to the Cardinals at the end of December in their playoff games last season because of a knee injury. As a result, he was limited to career lows with 10 games, 572 yards. He did have eight touchdown catches. In two seasons with the Cardinals since, the acquired, since they acquired him from the Texans, Hopkins has 157 receptions for 1,979 yards and 14 touchdowns. So doesn't really tell us why he was taking PEDs. I saw somebody suggest, was it because, um, was it because he, he, you know, re, rehab and recovery and who knows? I mean, that's a lot of the reason why some of these cats take these PEDs. But I tell you what, As bad as the trade was, sometimes the shit works out where you're like, oh, what has J.J. Watt done overall since he left the Texans? What has DeAndre Hopkins done overall since he left the Texans? I'm not saying that it was good moves. They certainly should have never done it. But if you're looking for a silver lining as a Texans fan, and yes, I'm still Fire Easterby and I'm still Team Fuck the Texans. Uh, Eric Resendez said, do y'all think that's why the Cardinals traded for Hollywood Brown? Well, that's what they said in the article that that might've had something to do with it. But what's weird to me is, and I look, they're trying to get more weapons for Kyler Murray and he's disgruntled and Eric, that probably had something to do with it, but it was also just the fact that he's disgruntled and he wanted out and the Cardinals are like, no fam, we'll go get you some weapons. And that's probably why they did the deal. And in part for the fact that they knew they were going to be missing Deandre Hopkins for a certain length of time. Now, Six games in the NFL is a lot. It is a lot. But I don't think you make a trade like a, a, a franchise, potentially franchise-altering trade just to cover six games. I, don't, I just don't think you do that. You might draft an extra receiver in the fourth or fifth round or something like that. But I think what it is more is you're trying to um, – I think that they were trying to get better, but it was also a matter of convenience. Yes, they were adding weapons, but yes, they were also trying to cover those six games. But you got to think if you do a trade like that, or if you, if, if any, any kind of move like that for six games, that's a little nearsighted, right? That's a little, that's a, you're thinking short term. I don't, I don't think you make a trade to cover six games without DeAndre Hopkins. That, 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 that would seem silly. Uh, but I think, I think, it certainly helps, and it probably was the final straw for them to make that kind of move. I think they're just trying, losing Christian Kirk probably is more of the reason that they traded for Hollywood Brown. The the but the icing on the cake is, and we're going to be without D Hop for six games. But I don't think that that's the sole reason. I think it was a smaller contributing factor. Losing Kirk, adding weapons to keep Kyler Murray happy. Those are probably the two main reasons, in my opinion. Uh, another receiver for Murray to miss. Oh, that's cold-blooded. Sean said it was it was what they got in return that was the problem, not necessarily getting rid of him. Well, that too. That too. 
Uh, yeah, and, and that's a good point. But also just getting rid of him because Bill O'Brien didn't get rid of him because he was bad on the field. Bill O'Brien got rid of him because he didn't like his attitude off the field, and then he brought his family around or baby mamas or whatever. It just seems silly, so. Uh, Amos said, I don't have a problem with PED use to heal faster. That is against the rules, so. It's against the rules. Uh, BZH said, good to catch a live show again. Got to run. Have a good day, peeps. Hey, fam, it's good to have you back, homie. Thanks for being here. Thanks for coming back. Hope to see you uh, soon. Is Brian Cushing uh, D-Hop strength coach? Okay. Now that was uncalled for. That was unnecessary, Fidel. Uh, so there you go. There's your, some breaking news. D-Hop uh, popped for the roids. Speaking of, let's get to some headlines. I forgot to update the photo on this, but the headlines remain the same. Here's your, oh, we didn't do it right. All right, sports headlines for the day. Celtics, Marcus Smart, questionable for game two due to a quad injury. They're going to need him. And things did not go the way folks thought it would with Celtics facing up against the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis took over and was unstoppable. We'll get into that. Saints about to sign Tyron Matthew. Everybody believes that there's going to be a contract in place, a deal done. I think it's good. We'll see how he fares. And is he too old now? Is he on the downside of his career? Yes. But can he help that defense at the back end? Absolutely. Even if he just brings his veteran leadership. But Saints get better at safety uh, by signing Tyron Matthew. I think that's a good move. Uh, Greg Norman said that the top golfers in the world... um, Backed out of the Saudi-backed golf league after Phil Mickelson made his comments and brought it all to light and made it look, you know, ah, them guys are scary, but I'll still go. Said a lot of folks decided not to do that afterwards for various reasons. Um, ah, three years, $33 million. Okay, that was the deal. I hope that third year isn't guaranteed money. And that is true. Defense going to be... How old is Tyron Matthew? How old is Tyron? Let's see. Tyron Matthew is... He's 29. Let's see. He is 29. It's getting up there in NFL years. Getting up there in NFL years. Certainly not as old as Robinson Cano, who is 39 and was designated for assignment. Uh, he has been struggling. Boy, I tell you what. I love me some Robinson Cano. One of my favorite players to watch play baseball when he was good and in his prime. He fell off significantly and drastically when he uh, when he left the the Mariners and went to the Mets in a crazy blockbuster trade for the Mets. Just never been the same since. So Robinson Cano struggling, sent down, designated for assignment, probably done. Lastly, Shohei Otani not in the lineup due to a groin injury. His next start on the mound also up in the air. So one of the games, well, the game's best player. Um, has some injury issues. You hope that it doesn't linger if you're an Angels fan. So there you go. Uh, 18 guaranteed. Okay. Oh, and there's a link from uh, from Potch. Thank you, buddy, for the uh, for the deal. Okay. Dopeness. All right, let's do this. Um, we got to talk NFL draft, but I got to pee so bad. So we're going to take a quick break. Lil Uzi, Steven uh, Usyk is going to bring you your weather report for the week if you live here in Houston, Texas. And then after that, we're going to get into NFL draft. We'll talk whether you like what your team did. I'll give you my opinion on what the Texans did. We're going to pull up some links. I don't grade drafts, but we'll pull up some draft grades and look what the various experts around the country are saying about the drafts. All that and more 
Right after this break, don't go anywhere. This is Barry on deck. I'm your host, Barry Lavanek, literally two minutes away. Just stick around. We'll be on the other side. Go pee, go poop, whatever it is you do. We're back right after this. Hey, everyone. Steven Music here with your weather update for the week. Well, the calendar flipped to May, and just like that, uh, we start our not-so-descent into summer. Um, Not-so-slow-descent into summer, I should say. Um... We're looking at 90s all week, pretty high humidity. It's going to be kind of uh, just warm and sticky out there, just a precursor to what's what's on the way. Um, in the rain department, we're not looking at a whole lot. Um, you can see this is uh, uh, Thursday morning. Uh, there's some rain out to the west. There may be a slight chance maybe by Thursday and Friday uh, to get some rain showers in here. You can see right here um, a slight, slight chance of rain by Friday. And um, really nothing to write home about. We're maybe talking about maybe a tenth to two hundred, two tenths of an inch of rain. So definitely not enough to, to break the drought. The rain we had last week was, was really beneficial, but we really need some more. Um, back to the forecast, though. You can see, like I said, it's going to be warm all week. Maybe a slight chance of rain splattered towards the end of the week. Um, there may be a, a slight chance of a, of a front next week that may drop the humidity some. Probably won't drop temperatures a whole lot, uh, but the, the humidity may come down a little bit for a couple days uh, next week. So keep your fingers crossed. Other than that, hope you have a great week. Number two, well, hour one and a half, I guess. We're an hour two and a half. I don't know. Well, welcome back to the show. Uh, Barry on deck. I'm your host, Barry Lamanek. Thank you guys for sticking around through the break. Those of you that did, those of you that didn't, can go fuck yourself. Look at, look at Jamal. Denver weather greater than Houston weather. Oh, I feel that. Talk to us in February <laughs> when it's cold as shit. Ah, uh, already missing winter. Same, dude. I, I was talking to Nora. I was like, can we just move somewhere where there's actually four seasons? I just want to go somewhere else. Uh, Justin said, it's 41 and cloudy in the Mile High City today, and I love it. God, I'm so jealous. Damn it. Hate this damn city. I mean, I love this city, but I hate this city. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's a love-hate. Uh, all right, let's get to some draft talk. We got rid of that. Got that out of the way. Got the snake. The Island Boys fight. We haven't done yet. We got to get to Draymond Green uh, doing his shenanigans and tomfoolery as well. Wait a damn minute. Wait a damn minute. I lost all my shit here, guys. Hold on. This is so weird. <gasps> I didn't mean to close that. All right, folks, I am looking. I thought I made a slide. I guess I didn't. Hmm. Thought I made a slide for it. Okay, well, we'll just use the links. All right, let me get the links over here. 
So let's look at your uh, draft day grades. All right. I've got actually three, not one, not two, but three different grades for you that we're going to look at for your teams. So let's figure out how your teams did. Uh, let me tell you first my opinions and thoughts on the Texans draft. I thought overall Nick Casario did a pretty damn good job. I personally didn't like their strategy in round one. I think, I, I mean, I told you guys several times on this show. I felt like you had to get a can't miss prospect at three. The 13, you could kind of gamble a little bit if Stingley was available or whatever. Or you wanted to take a flyer on a receiver or whatever. But I feel like you had to take a can't-miss prospect at three because how often are you going to get a, a pick that high? I mean, this team probably for a few more years, but still. So taking Stingley was a bit of a risk. Now, some of you argue with me on Twitter. I know Ashton uh, Lewis was a guy who was vehement about Stingley is the man. He's going to be great. He probably is. He probably is. We know that he was if one of, if not the best corners in football in 2019, when his freshman year. You've heard that ad nauseum. Everybody talked about how great he was. But then his two seasons of injuries at LSU, he wasn't the same guy we saw in 2019. But he's got all the potential. He's, his ceiling is ridiculous. Could be, you know, the best lockdown corner in the NFL one day. He's got that kind of potential. But he's also got a ton of risk that comes with him as well. Has his skill set diminished because of the injuries? How does that affect it? What You just don't know. It was too much of a risk for me. I thought Sauce Gardner, for even playing in Cincy and not playing the level of competition that he would have if he was at LSU or a bigger school, was a little less of a risk if you wanted to go there. But why not just go O-line at that point? And I, I know that they did that later and, and then made up for it. I would have loved to have seen them go Neil or Iquanu at three, get a tackle, move Titus Howard inside, or if you feel like those guys could play guard, do that. And then at 13, because they moved back, he wasn't available at 15, but if you didn't know, the Texans made a draft day trade with the Eagles and moved from 13 to 15 and picked up some extra collateral in the draft later on, which is always good when you have as, as when you're as thin on the roster as the Texans were just adding depth. Some of those cats drafted in the fourth and fifth round. Those are your second string guys. Those are guys who, you know, they're not going to be starters necessarily, but they provide you with good solid depth. And to be a good team, you got to have depth, but the ideal first round for me, would have been one of the two best tackles on the board at three. And then Hamilton at 13. And he was available. He went 14. I would have loved that. I would have even been okay if they went Stingley at three and still grabbed Hamilton to be their safety at 13. But they moved back and they got Kenyon Green out of A&M. A, from all accounts, everyone says this dude is a day one starter. I mean, you got you a stud offensive lineman, which they needed. So at the end of the day, I'm happy that they filled a need on the O-line. They filled a need at cornerback, but that one was a bit of a risk to me. It just was. So let's go through this. Let's first look at the um, the NFL. This is uh, Chad Reuter. Reuter? Reuter? I don't know. Whatever. This is NFL.com's grade 
of the Texans draft. So here's all the grades. We'll just go through what they did here. Cardinals got an A minus. Falcons got a B plus. Ravens got an A. I'm really liking getting Hamilton at 14. Bills got an A. Panthers got an A minus. Bears got an A minus. Bengals got an A minus. Browns got a B. Cowboys got a B after a lot of people felt like day one wasn't good for the Cowboys, but they made up for it on days two and three. Broncos with an A. Lions with a B plus. Packers with an A. And here you go. Houston Texans got a B. Draft day grades. B on day one. B minus on day two. And a B on day three. And here's the analysis. Texans selected a few guys who could be great with their first three picks. A potential playmaker in Stingley. A powerful guard tackle in green. And a competitive, versatile defensive back in Petrie. Which, so they still address safety. And when you read about what's said about him, it makes you feel better. But I really liked Hamilton. I think he's a... I've heard somebody describe him as a generational talent. I agree with that. I mean, I don't know a lot about these cats, but what, what that name intrigued me. I looked into it, and I really liked what he would have brought to this team for a very long time. A lot of people were happy with Mechie. They thought that skill-wise, I saw people talking about on uh, Twitter that he might be the best route runner out there, that they got them uh, a, a damn good receiver, but he was injured in the SEC title game. And that's why he fell on the board. But he was way better than where he was drafted. Again, their words, not mine. Uh, Christian Harris should prove good. A lot of people raving about the uh, the Damian Pierce pick from Florida, running back out of Florida, saying that, uh, yeah, that dude was, uh, he's a banger. And he's going to fight for every yard. So they, they feel like they got a pretty good, uh, pretty good running back. Now, Booker and... Kitariano or whatever, and those those cats, this these last three are just we'll see what happens, guys. But a lot of folks really high on what the Texans did. Stingley, I mean, you ended up getting uh, a, a a corner, a safety, and a linebacker, offensive lineman, a wide receiver, and a running back. And really, you needed help at every single one of these positions. Now, not all of these guys are going to be stars or studs. But you really need those first two cats to 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 be top level talent at their positions. And if you get one of those, if Petrie or Mechie or whoever ends up being another one, cool. But it's why I wore the hat. Because I agree with you, Clarence. I agree with you, Walt. I think the Texans, and specifically Nick Casario, did a good job in the draft. Although I don't agree with the third pick. And I would have liked to have seen them get Hamilton at 13 instead of moving back. Overall, they did a good job. Now, all that's based on what you read about these cats. Because let's be honest, none of us really know. Unless you're a guy like Lance Zerline or these guys that do this for a living. But you can read and, and, and assess. And yeah, a lot of folks very happy with it. And they should be. Bill O'Brien would have fucked this all up, in my opinion. So props to Nick Casario. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Eric Rosina said U of H had three players drafted. Oh, how many did uh, Texas have? Was that a what? Well, they didn't have anybody. Is that right? Hmm. I'll be damned. Gig them, bitches. All right. So there's a B for the Texans grade. This is from NFL.com. Let's keep rolling through. Colts got a C. 
Well, they really didn't like it because they didn't have a first-day pick. Uh, Jags got a B plus. A lot of folks said that the Jags reached for Trayvon Walker, number one overall, that they could have had a better player. Uh, Chiefs got an A. Good for them. Look at that. A, A plus, and A plus. Folks really liking what they did. Uh, Raiders with an A minus. Chargers with an A. Rams with an A. Dolphins with a B. Vikings with an A minus. Patriots with a C plus. So right now, this guy thinks Patriots and Colts had the worst drafts overall. New Orleans with a C plus. Let's talk about it. Where are my Saints fans at? You guys happy with your Saints draft? You guys happy with Chris Olave, Trevor Penning? I think that dude's going to be a bust, but that's the guy that you kept seeing getting made fun of over and over, acting like he was winning drills and just getting worked. Uh, Alante Taylor at, at, at 49, DeMarco Jackson at 161, and Jordan Jackson at 194. So, boy, I tell you what, you look like outside of Ohio State, the Saints, one, went with a bunch of cats from programs where you're like, really? Northern Iowa, Tennessee, Appalachian State, Air Force, cool. Potch said the Patriots reached on every pick. Yeah. I mean, Patriots is Chattanooga, Baylor, U of H, Arizona. It's weird because when you go back and look at the Texans, Texans were drafting chalk from, uh, I mean, the mainstays, right? LSU, A&M, Baylor, two Bama players, a Florida player, Stanford. I mean, literally, Oregon State and Baylor might be the weakest uh, but two LSU, a lot of SEC, right? LSU, A&M, Bama, Florida. A couple Pac-10 players and one Big 12 player. So, Nick Casario choosing to go with the Power 5 schools. On the flip side, Saints not going with many Power 5 schools. So the Dolphins had a B. The Vikings had an A-. minus. Waltz meh on the Saints draft. Yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, it's underwhelming. Baylor has been getting good players. Yeah, surprisingly, especially after they almost got the damn death penalty after Art Browse ran that place into the ground. Clarence said, every time I judge Mickey Loomis in his draft, it turns out that he actually knows what he's doing when it comes to evaluating players. Well, we're going to find out. This Clarence might put that to the test. A lot of folks don't like what the Saints did. Same with the Patriots, though. Giants got an A-. minus. Wow, did they actually do something right? Jets got an A. A lot of folks liking the Sauce Gardner pick at four. Wasn't it weird, by the way? Wasn't it weird how it was like defensive ends? I, in fact, I did a tweet. This might uh, You guys might not have seen this. Let me go to my... Uh, oh, that's Twitch. Hold on. Damn it. Let me go to my Twitter here. I sent out a tweet, which I, I thought was really interesting. I should have made this a slide for you guys. Uh, where did it go? It was by, by position. And somebody please stop tagging me on this goddamn Dr. Pepper things. Here we go. Here we go. Look at that. First pick in the NFL draft over the last 25 years by position. First pick in the draft. Quarterback has been chosen 18 times. 
defensive end has been chosen five times and tackle has been chosen twice. That's three positions in the last 25 years. Now, another uh, interesting thing about these stats. Also, this freaked me out that uh, Ed Gonzalez sent me, followed me on Twitter. I was like, oh, fuck. Here you go. Top 10 picks in the 2022 NFL draft by position. Defensive end or edge rusher, three of them. One, two, and five. Offensive tackle, three of them. Six, seven, and nine. Two corners and two wide receivers. That was your top 10 picks. Four positions and 10 picks. All of them either playing on the edges of either side of the ball. In other words... You had the two main components of the passing game on both sides of the ball, corner and wide receiver, and then you had edge rushers and tackles defending them, which kind of tells you a couple things. It tells you, one, bad teams are bad at these four positions. The teams at the top of the draft, a lot of them deficient on the edges, we'll say, whether it be edge rushing or defending an edge rush or pass rush. And whether it be a receiver or defending against top-tier receivers. And we know that the Texans were bad at all of these, save for Brandon Cooks. But the Texans were bad on the edges. I guess Laramie Tunsil was good. But the Texans needed help at all these positions, and a lot of these teams in the top 10 of the draft needed help. So just a couple of interesting things. Bad teams are bad on the edges and in the passing game. That was my takeaway from that. Just thought it was interesting. No no earth-shaking, shattering stuff here. All right, rest of the grades from this NFL picks. Eagles got an A. Steelers got an A-. minus. There you go, Justin Kelm. Niners got a B-. minus. Seahawks with a C+. Plus. Felt like they might have reached a little bit here and there. Bucks with an A. Titans with an A. A lot of people disagreed on this. Titans had a weird draft, but this cat seems to think they did well. So if Titan Hugo was here, is he over on the pod bean? Let's see who's listening on Poppy. Titan Hugo and John Dory. Titan Hugo, you happy with your Titans draft? Suicidal Alcoholic 7 said Dallas's broken leg after last home game against Manchester will be at least three months recovery. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. I need Chris Reyes over here. Barry going to have a heart attack. Well, oh, and the snake? Yeah. Uh, Titan Hugo, you happy with it? You happy with it? Yeah, Titan Hugo said thoughts on Malik Willis. Okay, I'm going to give you my thoughts now. Obviously, Titan Hugo, I'm not a guy that, you know, judges, grades, draft. I'm not Lance Zerline. I just, I I know what I see and what I feel and what I read. And then I have my own thoughts. So let me get rid of these grades and then we'll talk about Malik Willis. So Washington got a B. There you go. So let's talk specifically about Malik Willis. I said this when I did um, Tooth Pete's draft show on Friday. He asked me to hop on, or Thursday, he asked me to hop on and talk NFL draft with him and what I thought about the Texans in the first round and stuff, and I did. If, to me, Malik Willis, I get the feeling, or I kind of have this reminder of Patrick Mahomes. Now, not because I think he's as good as Patrick Mahomes. Not because I think he's going to have the career of Patrick Mahomes. 
Walt said, I'm proud of the NFL GMs for not falling for the Willis hype. Well, I mean, a lot of folks, nobody bought into the quarterback hype, right? But that's the thing, right? So a lot of people felt like Patrick Mahomes had the big arm, could make all the throws, but still needed some polish for the, uh, for the, for, for the pros. And I think that's what Willis is. I think he's going to have to learn how to read defenses better. I think he's going to have to learn how to make his progressions and sit in the pocket, play under center, but he can run. He's got a huge arm, tons of upside. And if you read, and I did this, I don't know if I did this here or if I did this on Tooth Pete's stream or where I did it, but if you read the comparisons between Malik Willis's uh, profile and Patrick Mahomes's profile, there's a ton of similarities in what they said and what they say about them. So it's just a feeling I got, just kind of a, a recognition thing that, wow, I, I get the same vibe with Willis that I got with Patrick Mahomes. Now, that's not the comparisons that people are making, but it's kind of the same thing. Like, a lot of people slept on Mahomes. What do you go, 10? Chiefs moved up to get him, but a lot of people were like, ah, they reached for that kid. So we'll see. Now, it was interesting to me that a lot of NFL teams were, even teams that needed quarterback, Panthers, Panthers absolutely needed a quarterback, but didn't. They went a tackle with their first pick. What was it, six? What was the Panthers' first pick? Was it six? <sighs> Carolina's pick was Cleveland, Chicago. Yeah, sixth overall. And they, they drafted a quota. And I laughed because I was like, well, who the fuck is he going to protect? Sam Darnold and P.J. Uh, Walker? But you understand, too, not reaching. But if I'm the Panthers, you know, you got some other things you could do there. Um, but they get their cornerstone tackle. So that's cool. But he's just going to be protecting Who? But Carolina does go out and, and, and get a quarterback. They get uh, Matt Coral, the 94th overall pick. Uh, they get a guard, Cade Mays at 199. A couple of uh, defensive. Well, they get a corner and an edge rusher and a linebacker as well. So pretty interesting. But, yeah, it, they needed a quarterback. This was not a good quarterback draft. But they get Equonu first, which was a good pick. Overall, I still, you know, who's he going to protect? But then they 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 don't bullshit. They go and get uh, Matt Coral uh, with the 94th overall pick. I don't know what he's going to be. I don't think he's going to be great, but we'll see. Like you can see here, uh, what do they say about Coral? They previously traded second round, fourth round picks in the deal for Darnold, though. That investment has yet to pay off. Well, no shit. It's Sam Darnold. Know what you thought you were going to get there. So I don't know. See, but this none of the quarterbacks in this draft, Kenny Pickett, what they said was the most pro ready. But what does that mean? That just, you know, Sam Darnold was pro ready, right? We'll see. We shall see. Someone said Fuller, Robbie, now Hopkins. Easterby got all the drug dealers out of the locker room. Oh, Roby, Reggie Roby. Who? Uh, Bill O'Brien is a man of character. Okay, Heck I'm going yeah. to need you to sit down. Hey, Total Dallas with the sub. Thank you, buddy. Total Dallas, three months subbing it. Thank you, my friend. All right, 
So that was one of the draft grades. Let's just look at some of the others just to see what other folks are saying. So keep in mind whatever your favorite team got, and then let's compare. So this was the pro football focus draft grades. And we'll just go through. Cardinals got a B- minus on the day for their draft. Falcons were given an A. Aaron J. Bryant, you happy with the Falcons draft, huh? Okay, then get Drake London, wide receiver. Add some edge rush support, couple different ways. Ravens, everybody seemed to love the Ravens draft. Ravens got an A+. I love this. At 14, no less. Lucky bitches. Uh, what do we... Um, what happened there? I don't understand. Oh. Oh, was that a gifted sub? Oh, no, you were just saying hi. I was like, oh, shit, did I miss it? Was it a gifted sub? You say his name like Corral? Oh, I thought it was Matt Coral. Oh, whatever. I don't give a fuck. I mean, I should, but I don't. Um, I'm so bad with names. You guys know this. Don't hold me to it. All right, Carolina Panthers got an A, according to Pro Football Focus. Bears got a B minus. There you go, Marty. Bengals with a B plus Browns with a B. Here we go. Cowboys with a B plus after losing day one, according to a lot of people. That's okay. Broncos got a B plus lions got an A plus Packers got a B plus. Nobody really got any terrible grades. Marty said, Oh, well, Jeff Bell said, I'll take it. Uh, who was this B plus Texans got a B plus. Okay. What does it say? Petrie doesn't have the cleanest positional projection in the NFL as a safety who played primarily in the slot, but he's going to make Houston's defense better. I heard that he would be moved to the slot, but we'll see. So then immediately, if they do move, uh, if they move him to the slot along with Stingley, well, then you just addressed terrible need of for corners uh, at no matter where, right? Left, right, slot, X, Y, whatever you want to call it. You are indeed bad with names. Shut up, Jamal. <laughs> oh, sorry, Justin. All right, Indianapolis Colts. It's just like what I made Jared and uh, Joe Hernandez. I got those confused. I, I'm Listen, this brain's not very good. Okay. Who was this? The Colts got a B plus. That's weird because they got dinged uh, and they didn't like them on NFL.com. Jags got a C plus. Yeah, everybody felt like the Jags reached with that first pick in the draft. We'll see. Um, Chiefs got an A+. Plus. Rich get richer. Raiders got a B+. Plus. Chargers got a B. Rams got a C+. Plus. Dolphins with a B-. minus. Vikings got a B. That's a long write-up. Who's this? Patriots got a D. Oh, wow. That's the first D we've seen from any of these grades. Saints, there you go. C plus, not great. Giants get a B minus. Jets get a A minus. Eagles get an A. Steelers get a B plus. Niners with a B. Seahawks with an A minus. Bucks with a B. Titan Hugo, your Titans got a B plus according to Pro Football Focus and Washington with a C plus. So, Bears drafting that 25-year-old receiver drove me insane. Yeah, like, what are you doing? 
All right, last one that I wanted to look at. This is uh, Pete Prisco. I don't know what you guys think of him, but here's his grades. This just gives you, these are three different sources for grades. What did VB say? Matt, he's okay, Corral. I mean, I probably wouldn't have been mad at you, Podge, if you did. <laughs> Time him out. But that's our VB. <laughs> we still love him. So that was so Chris Berman of UVB. I'm not mad at you though. It, it could have been worse. Could have been worse. All right. So last one here's Pete Prisco's grades for you guys. Uh, it started with, and then following it by taking. Uh, uh, what does this say? What did he put? Uh, oh. oh. This year's highest draft grade goes to the Ravens and general manager Eric DaCosta. He killed it aside from not picking a receiver after trading Marquise Brown to the Cardinals. They must really like James Prochet. DaCosta hit it on pick uh, after pick in my book. Okay. Cardinals got a C minus. Falcons, there you go, AJB. Got a B minus. Ravens got an A plus. Buffalo got a B. Panthers got a C minus. Bears got a D. Oof. Sorry, Marty. Bengals got a B. Browns got a C. Sorry, Jen. Cowboys got a B. Denver B minus. Lions B minus. Or excuse me, B plus. Packers with a B plus. Houston with a B plus. So I think the consensus is that the Houston Texans did a good job. B, B plus. Was this? Oh, yeah. We do need to talk about that. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, Colts got a C minus and the folks didn't really like the Colts' draft at all. Jags got a B minus Chiefs with an A consensus is the Chiefs had a really good draft Raiders with a B Chargers with a C Rams B minus Dolphins a C Vikings a C this guy's more negative Patriots a C minus everybody seems to think the Patriots didn't have a good draft Saints got a B Giants got a B plus Jets got an A Wonders never cease. Did the Jets get shit right this year? I guess we'll find out. Eagles got a B plus. Steelers got a B. San Francisco 49ers got a C. Seahawks got a C. Bucks got a B. Titans got a B minus. Titan Hugo. Commanders got a B. So there you go. There's a bunch of different draft grades for you. Are you happy, chat, with how your team did? Overall, as a Texans fan, I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy with it. Yeah, B. Hannon, that's the thing is it's weird, man. All these grades, everybody views this shit different. Everybody has different views on, you know, the players themselves plus what the team should have done from a need perspective and where they're slotted and where they're at in each round. So it's so, it's such an inexact science. That's why I wanted to look at three different ones as well. You could almost take all the draft grades and do like an aggregate of them all, right? Be like, all right, A, A plus, give them point total or a point value to each one and kind of come up with a consensus. And that's kind of what the Athletic did. The Athletic had their biggest draft steals and busts and whatnot. And uh, real quick, let me resize this. So the, the they this is what they did when they, we were looking at who they had, uh, but this was like their consensus stuff. So their consensus biggest reaches in the draft, the Jags had the biggest reach with Trayvon Walker. The second biggest was Cole Strange with the Patriots. 
Packers getting uh, Walker out of Georgia. Browns getting York out of LSU as a kicker at 124. Oh, Browns. Ravens with a reach on Jordan Stout. Uh, so these were the biggest reaches they felt like. Pick one, pick 22 were the two highest reaches in pick 29. All first round reaches they felt like. Biggest steals of the draft? They felt Evan O'Neill going at seven was a huge steal for the Giants. They felt like Malik Willis going at 86 was a huge steal for the Titans that he was a first round grade at 28. Uh, Matt Corral going at 44, or excuse me, 94 overall, probably should have gone 44. That the Panthers was a steal. Jermaine Johnson was a steal at 26. Nicobe Dean was a steal at 83. Desmond Ritter was a steal at 74. Uh, Perrion Winfrey was a steal at 108. Yeah. And then uh, George Karloftis was a steal at 30 for the Chiefs. So there's some steals of the draft. And then kind of the overall, how did your teams do draft? They felt like the Patriots had the worst draft. Rams had the second. Broncos had the third worst. Your Texans ended up with the 23rd best draft based on like capital and ROI and all that. They felt like the Panthers, Cardinals, and Chiefs had the best drafts. So there you go. Pretty interesting. Sean hated the drafts. Is that what it is? Hated the Bears draft. Hmm. I'm very surprised Sean hated the draft. Uh, Chiefs had to have an A draft with the work that division puts in in the offseason. That's true, Total Dallas. That is very true. Very true. Um, hated the Bears draft. I'm just happy for these young guys getting a chance to move up to the next level. That's true. It's it's cool to see. I think grades are irrelevant, honestly. No, I mean, it gives you an idea. It's fun to look at. It's just opinions from guys and gals that do this for a living. Yeah, Alex says, good to see Texans actually had some first-round picks again. No shit. Just that and, and that they didn't blow them. That you don't feel like, ugh. I mean, I think Stingley's a huge risk at three. We'll find out. Hopefully, I'm wrong. Uh, Uriel Villanueva said, as a Jets fan, what? How'd that happen? As a Jets fan, I'm happy with the draft, but I'm ready to see how they mess it all up. That's the problem, right? That's the problem. Uh, after all this time, it finally looks like the Texans have someone that knows about picking up good players. God, your mouth to God's ears, Eric. Totally, Clarence. That's the cool thing. We should go back three years and look at uh, like the 2019 draft, right? Let's do that real quick. Hold on. 2019 NFL draft. There you go. Ask and you shall receive. 2019 NFL draft. Kyler Murray was run. One, Nick Bosa, Quinnen Williams, Cleveland Farrell, Devin White, Daniel Jones, Josh Allen going seven. So the Jags. Uh, not that. Uh, let's see. TJ Hawkinson, Ed Oliver, Devin Bush, Jonah Williams. Rashawn Gary, boy, look at it. Dwayne Haskins, rest in peace. Uh, Brian Burns, let's see, where did the, did the Texans, oh, here you go, Titus Howard, 23rd pick overall for the Texans, Hollywood Brown, hmm, interesting, 
Look at day two of the draft. Who are the Texans getting day two of the draft? Lonnie Johnson and Max Sharping. Jesus. Jesus. Do they have a boom bust? What we should do, uh, let's, let's look up NFL draft grades. NFL draft grades 2019. This is from NFL.com, one of the sources we just used. Shit, it's 4 o'clock. We're going to go a little over. It's okay. We'll live. There you go. NFL draft grades. Bill's got an A. Uh, overall, A minus. Really like that Ed Oliver pick. Cody Ford, Devin Singletary, Dawson Knox, Bashawn Joseph. Okay. Uh, Dolphins got an A minus. All right. Patriots got an A for their Nikhil Harry. Okay. Joan Williams, Chase Vinovich, Damian Harris. Okay. Who else? Let's see. Let's just go. Let's just. <laughs> Jets got an A minus. Okay. Hey, what's up, TS Stream? How are you, buddy? Thanks for being here, man. Just looking at some draft grades from the past just to see how this shapes out. Look at that. Ravens getting an A in their draft. Marquise Brown, Ferguson, Boykin, Justice Hill. That's pretty good. Oh, Bengals got an A minus in 2019. Browns got an A minus. Look at that. Greedy Williams. Let's see what the Texans got. I'm just curious. Steelers. Here we go. AFC South. Texas got a C plus. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Titus Howard, Lonnie Johnson, Max Sharping, Kaylee Waring, Charles O'Minahue, Xavier Crawford, Colin Gillespie. Jesus. So sad. So sad. Let's pull up the Cowboys. Since we got a lot of Cowboy fans in here. Here's your Titans draft. They got an A. Let's see. AFC West. There you go, Jeff Bell. Your Broncos got an A for... Oh, no Fant was a good one. Uh, Drew Locke. Well, you know, win some, you lose some. Chiefs. Uh, Miko Hardman. That worked out well. Uh, let's see. Chargers. Raiders. No, we want... Uh, here we go. Cowboys. Got an A. Tristan Hill, Connor McGovern, Tony Pollard, Michael Jackson, Joe Jackson, and with the whole Jackson five there, Donovan Wilson, Mike Weber, and Jalen Jelks. Okay. Uh, let's go to our other. There's your Bears, Marty. David Montgomery, Riley Ridley, Duke Shelley, Karen White, Kareth White, excuse me, and Stefan Denmark. Boy. I said to Montgomery and Ridley, it's like, who? And the Bears got an A for that. Sorry. Ah, Packers with an A. Vikings with an A. Come on, where's the NFC East? Falcons, Aaron J. Bryant's Falcons got a B plus. Three years ago. Here we go, here's your Saints. Eric McCoy, is he still there? Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, Saquon Hampton, Elise Mack, and Caden Ellis. And they got a B-. minus. Okay. There you go. Does it stand the test of time, Saints fan? Hmm. And... 
I think that's it. Here we go. Kyler Murray, Byron Murphy, Andy, Isabella, Zach Allen, Hakeem Butler. Damn, they had a shitload of draft picks. Rams. Niners. Nick Bosa was good. Debo Samuel. Look at that. Look at the Niners killing it with an A-minus draft for sure. They get Nick Bosa at two. Debo Samuels at 36. Samuel at 36. Jalen Hurd at 67. That's a good draft. Niners had a damn good draft that year. Seattle. DK Metcalf was good at 64. Turned out pretty well. All right, cool. So there you go. There's a little trip down memory lane there. McCoy is a cornerstone. Cool. CJ Steel Ball. There you go. All right. Uh, before we do bounce, I do want to say um, a shout out to Cece. She hooked up with one of our partners here on the program, Zoe's Outreach, and they did a flag football game, which she is the champion again. <laughs> CC, how much did you guys raise? I saw where she said on the Discord that um, Candace was leaving with a bag full of cash and a commitment for more money, and there is nothing better. There is nothing better than helping your fellow man and having a successful fundraiser. CC, I'm proud of you, sweetie. First of all, congrats on winning. Uh, I don't know the exact amount. If somebody has it, please let me know so we can say what it was. But it sounded like it was super successful, which is amazing. And you're the best. And thank you for helping our folks and our community. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that we partnered with Zoe's Outreach and you guys are continuing to still support them. I know VB goes out there and does some work with Candace and Zoe's Outreach. I know that Cece has been, uh, you know, helping and, and had this last fundraiser that she did with them where they take their flag football game. It's so cool, too, by the way, the, the way they do it. So you've got, like, the Dallas Cowboys fan club flag football team, and then you got, like, the Panthers and the, the, the Titans and some others. The Packers, I think, is in there. Really cool. Plus, a friend of yours is also going to donate Pac-Man. Oh, Joel's going to donate? Good for Joel. I try to do my part, throwing a couple of bucks. Everybody should, and I'm glad it went great. And congrats to CeCe, and congrats to... Zoe's outreach. All right. Let's get out of here. Skedaddle. Good on you, Dre, for getting out there. Hold on, buddy. My man. That's what I'm talking about. Whoa, you raggedy bitch. Well, so at least CC at least CC got a championship for Dallas. You raggedy bitch. It's hilarious. Hey guys, thank you for the cheers, thank you for the subs, thank you for the follows, thank you for being here, thanks for hanging out with me all day, thank you to Jerry Bow and Odd Take for the raid, uh, yeah, I appreciate it, we got more to talk about tomorrow, we didn't get to everything today, we can still got to talk NBA that happened over the weekend, Astros, I saw the chat, somebody said, uh, tomorrow same time same place we'll talk about what the, the the future holds for this show three hours or not we'll get to the island boys film session good call be hannah 
and uh, some other stuff. I got a badass video about space. We got a ton to do this week. I'm excited. It's going to be a good week. Until I see you tomorrow at 2 o'clock for a two-hour very own day. Do me three favors. Hang tight. Let me get back to my channel over here. <gasps> Greater dashboard. All right, here we go. The raid is on, folks. Uh, tell them I said hello. Have a great night, guys. But yeah, VB said darts. We're doing it, buddy. In the mud. Always good. All right, cool. It's on the way. Come on, let's get to 20. Come on. Two more of you. Go raid. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Bye.